Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Very excited to be here and we have a special guest guest today, Alex. How's it going, Alex? Doing great, thank you, Jean. Yeah, thank you for being here. Uh, very honored to have you on the show. And for our first question, I always like to kind of have our audience get some context about the guest. So perhaps you can share about a little bit about your background and then how you ended up where you are now. Sure. Um, born and grew up in Russia, was a CTO of a company in Moscow, um, working with companies like McDonald's, Procter & Gamble, like we're talking back in like early 90s. Uh, Colgate, like all these companies coming into there after the Iron Curtain fell down. Uh, immigrated to Canada in 99, uh, worked in IT as well, um, was uh, a senior manager at a consulting firm doing similar work in Toronto. Uh, but uh, everyone started pushing marketing and sales projects at me, and I started learning about marketing and and uh, quit my job in 2004 to become a marketing consultant. Struggled, uh, tried to work with small businesses, learning about things, learning about all this digital marketing that was emerging back then, and uh, co-founded local business with a friend of mine where I learned PPC, how to buy ads, buy clicks on Google, write articles, rank sites, you know, do call tracking and all this other stuff. And uh, and meanwhile, I would still consult clients. And so I had this local business and then I had some clients in the Silicon Valley. So work with a company called Stackstorm, clients like Netflix and Cisco. So I had these two things going on, clients, business, business clients. So the, the this big client that I had, this bigger project, um, they, uh, got acquired by a $2 billion company called Brocade. Uh, everyone got a big bonus and I got fired. I was, I was a freelancer. And I realized two things. A, I actually know what I'm doing. Like I was able to get this company from Series A to a successful acquisition, to, to an exit. B, I cannot have just one client at a time. I need to have a bunch of them, which means I need a team around me. So that's that was more or less the inception of the agency and the work I do right now. So I built a team of about 20 people now. All of them are way smarter than me when it comes to traffic and marketing and and uh, conversion rate optimization and uh, copywriting and videos. Uh, and, and it's so much fun working with the smart people we have on the team. Um, so I was actually born in Russia too. So, <laughs> nice. uh, yes, I, I, I also came to this, well, I came to the States when I was eight years old and a long time ago. Um, so I was, yes. I was 20. Okay. Was a little... I, yes. Um, so I'm very familiar with, uh, I was still, I was there when it was still communist Russia back, back a long time ago in, in the old yep. days. Um, so, so great to connect with someone who uh, had a similar experience and then okay tell me a little bit about the company now you mentioned you know your background which is great kind of gives us some context so 
what uh, what are you doing now? Yeah, so we have uh, two teams, two companies. One is called Clickmakers, clickmakers.io. And we run ads on Google, primarily. So Google, uh, YouTube, shopping ads, uh, display ads, all this kind of Google stuff. Obviously, Microsoft, the artist formerly known as Bing ads. Facebook, uh, programmatic, uh, native ads, like all, the, the entire stack of digital advertising is, is what we do with a very strong focus on Google search and YouTube. And uh, about a year and a half ago, we spun off another company called Measurebit, Measurebit.com, which is our data consultancy. So all this big data stuff. So all the stuff I used to do as an IT guy, like back 20 years ago, like in Toronto, like when we worked with banks and large food service companies and building data warehouses for them, like we were doing big data back then before there was a name for it. So like the work we do now, integrate data integration and data analysis work we do uh, now for marketing is, uh, is, uh, is very similar to or reminiscent of what we used to do back then. So those are two companies, Clickmakers and Measurebit. And what are the what's the main problem? I mean, obviously for the marketing side, I think I understand. You know, you're you're bringing traffic, yeah. but and then for the data analytics, uh, is it just coordinating the data, making sure that it's uh, you know we have a repository and that you can actually somehow use the data, or what's the goal there? Oh. Uh, for analytics, everything is a problem right now. Uh, you have the death of cookies that is almost imminent. You have Google sunsetting universal analytics. So right now we're recording this in early May of 2023. So the U universal analytics sunset is just two months away. So everyone has to move the analytics to something new. Uh, and analytics 4, everyone likes to hate it. Uh, it still has a bunch of bugs. Um, it's still not quite there where we want it to be as a replacement for the old analytics we came to use and love. There's a uh, server-side tracking that emerged a couple of years ago. That was why we created Measurebit in the first place, because everything was going from tracking using pixels or cookies or whatever you call these things that fly inside your browser. Uh, more, more, more or less the same thing. Uh, but that stuff is going away. And it's being replaced by server-to-server -server API calls that are more reliable. And uh, that's the future of internet marketing uh, um, as far as attribution and tracking is concerned. But then now there's a whole bunch of machine learning stuff uh, making its way into the marketing, the, the, the marketing stack as well. Like all this AI, like we call it AI, but it's machine learning something we've been doing for a while now as well. So we have several in, uh, machine learning guys on our team. They, they're full stack developers with degrees in machine learning. So that, like we do a lot of this kind of work. So we take historical data, build models, make sense of this out of this data, you know, collate the data from different systems. So you may have the data coming from analytics and you may have data coming from your CRM and you may be also augmenting this data with the data you acquire from a third party in you know, connecting all those data points and trying to make sense uh, of this data to mindful insights. Mm -hmm. And then I'm assuming that, you know, making optimizations for campaigns and... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it goes one step further than this. This this was the big breakthrough, like, in our understanding and how things work um, that, that that is more recent. But I'm, I'm going on stages and podcasts explaining to people 
and as media buyers on, on the on the advertising side, digital advertising side, we've been working with machine learning or AI for the last 10 years. Like ever since Google introduced smart bidding, we've been dealing with with the early version of AI. Uh, so smart bidding means that we as media buyers no longer manage which auctions we go into and how much we bid. So each ad impression, what what most people don't realize. Each ad impression is a real-time auction. So in those milliseconds, as the page is being loaded on your phone or your computer screen, there's an auction going on behind the scenes. And there's a bunch of advertisers bidding on this auction, like which ad is going to win this placement. It literally takes milliseconds. That's how advanced this technology is. But um, back in the early days of digital advertising, we as media buyers, we would have gigantic enormous spreadsheets, you know, managing audiences, placements, keywords, like adjust the bid this way, adjust it up, adjust it down, you know, shut down this campaign, move the budget from here to there. So all this stuff is gone because now we train, like think of it, we train millions of tiny bots, tiny minions to go into those auctions on our behalf with a little placard that has our account number on it. And we teach them to raise this placard and how high, you know, depending on which in which auctions to go into and how high to raise this placard on our behalf. So that's the job of data, right? So that's if you if you compare training the bot to do the bidding on your behalf to training a dog, you know, to do a trick this data becomes the doggy treat you know every time there's a conversion we feed this data back to the machine we say hey thank you we send google a thank you letter essentially google thank you that was great you know we really like that keep doing that oh uh, that one we didn't like it too much please please don't go into that auction anymore so this is this is essentially what we need to do now as as media buyers we're more like you know ai shrinks in a way because we we have to oh whisper us right we we have to train the algorithm we have to buy the data analyze it and then send it back but we need to make predictive judgments about how good the, the, these conversions that are coming in because a lot of conversions you get these days like there's a lot of fraud online um, there's like a lot of traffic that we buy from advertising these are not real people these are bots these are click farms. And um, a lot of conversions we get, those are not real leads, right? So it's very important to build a machine model, a uh, machine learning model on your end that allows you to disqualify a lot of these conversions that are coming in so that you stop rewarding uh, the machine for sending you bad traffic, for sending you bad conversions. So, so our jobs have changed completely. So now nowadays you have to be, as a media buyer, you have to be half data scientist, data mechanic, I, I don't want to call a scientist, data mechanic, um, and half of a creative person. So in some ways, we're going back to the days of Don Draper and Mad Men. In, in many other ways, like it, it's, it's the data component that becomes super critical and important. Absolutely. And that's a, a good point. You, you mentioned attribution, and that's something that uh, I, you know, we have a digital marketing agency as well. And I think that's a, a big point that clients come to us for is attribution, you know, and so t talk a little bit more about that. I feel like that's still a big challenge in the industry. How do you overcome 
that issue and then how do organizations or anyone who's buying media online um, you know create an attribution model that works actually sure um well you made uh you said attribution model, and I, I, I want to latch on to this word because it's very important. Um, people throw it in passing, oh, it's model. Well, there's a saying that all models are bullshit, but some are useful. Uh, this statement applies here as much as, like more than anywhere else, I would say, because the same set of data uh, can be can produce different set of answers when you apply a different model. So it's it's um, there's a guy from the UK. His name is Dave Snowden. He's he's an IBM site and scientist who came up with this um, concept called Kunovin. So in Kunovin, you have uh, ordered domain and disordered domain, and he breaks out ordered into uh, simple and complicated, and then the uh, the the disorder is is broken up into complex and chaos. So what attribution is somewhere between complicated and complex, meaning that there's more than one correct answer to the same question. Like just because you look at the different answer to your attribution question does not make the other answer incorrect. Like this is just different ways of looking at the same data. Right? So with attribution, we make some really far-fetching assumptions. Like if you if you look at the order of attribution, what do we say? We say, well, if we have a conversion and there was a click or number of clicks preceding these conversions for the same user, we say that these clicks uh, is what caused this conversion. So we establish a cause-effect relationship between a click and conversion. This premise has to be challenged in the first place because very often, um, like I know you do quite a bit of social media work. Uh, dark social has such a huge impact on conversions as well. Uh, and those clicks very often cannot be tracked. Like someone's discussing what you have, you know, success you have, someone recommends you in social media, some people DM each other, you know, link to your webinar. You can't see any of this. You can't track for the most part any of this. Podcasting is very hard to track. Um, you know, um, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Just because it's hard to attribute doesn't mean it has no um, no impact on your conversions or on your revenue. So um, attribution has um, a very limited application. It's very good to make directional decisions, but it should not be taken as a gospel. One of my mentors says um, that attribution is not accounting and analytics is not QuickBooks. Like this, like it has always been directionally correct at best. You would have to apply different models to make sure that you're not making a bad decision by looking at just one uh, point of view, like uh, uh, approaching in attribution with just one point of view. But also, you need to understand that, that there's limits to the whole attribution discussion anyway. And with iOS 14.5 plus. Uh, privacy things and privacy browsing and Safari killing the cookies and you know GDPR in Europe, CCPRA in um, in California and other states. Like all these things make attribution even less reliable than it used to be. So um, it's a very useful tool, but you cannot take it as a gospel because if you take it too far, you're going to 
start making bad decisions. Uh, there are old methods that are becoming new again, emerging now. Incrementality because is a very important thing. Um, those are those are other statistical methods that can be used to um, counteract or, or offset the limitations of uh, of attribution alone. But attribution is, is a beautiful thing. But we've been so spoiled as digital marketers in the early days of uh, simple funnels. You know, one device access. Um, you know, one touch, like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type marketing that we kind of continue to live in that mentality, but but that stuff is gone. Like everyone has at least three devices, um, you know, um, connecting those customer journeys may not always be easy or possible. There's a lot of privacy stuff going on. So attribution has its place. It's a beautiful tool. It's very important that you extract as much value out of it as possible, but also you have to understand some limitations. Absolutely, I mean, I I absolutely agree. It's just a very often client, and I'm sure you've experienced that too, they're thinking that there's some sort of, you know, golden, um, you know, a silver bullet as they call it for attribution, and it's a lot more complex. And, uh, you know, we, we hope that it's, it gets easier, but it's actually gotten, as you said, in your you know, last couple of minutes of what you were mentioning is that it's gotten a lot more complicated because we have all of these, you know, multiple devices and all of these changes and privacy changes that are going on. So, um, so thank you for, for providing some insight about that. Um, the other thing you, you mentioned uh, during our um, conversation was all of those changes, right? Like the the cookie disappearing and privacy. So what do you think are the ramifications of that? Like, what do you, what do you envision over the next year or the next few years with, uh, with those changes? And does that make attribution even harder or, or what do you think is going to be happening over the next few years? Well, yeah, attribution is definitely becoming harder. It, like you, you can already see that. Um, also a lot of vendors uh, in, in the MarTech space, they're not, and there's no incentive for them to share a lot of the data that they have. And sometimes there's a, uh, there's a, a liability for them in sharing too much data with us. So as marketers, we keep losing ground to uh, the onslaught of, um, uh, to the onslaught of privacy regulations uh, you know, in, in, in many ways, those are good things. I, I completely agree with some of those things as a, as a concerned citizen. Um, but on the other hand, very often they've been taken too far. And sometimes vendors like Apple, they hijack the narrative and they, um, they, uh, they, they fight for, uh, to expand their turf, you know, against, you know, their rivals in the high tech space by by using this narrative of privacy, but they basically just making the life of their competitors harder, like Facebook, um, primarily in you know smaller social media networks. So attribution is going to become harder. Uh, a lot of it is going to be driven by uh, machine learning. Like even even nowadays, like if you run Facebook ads, like they use what they call modeled conversions, which means Facebook completely makes up the numbers. Because it had, it's Facebook is flying in the dark, and it's just making up the numbers based on artificial intelligence, machine learning, like the best it can. Um, 
Like it just tries to guess what those numbers should have been if Facebook could actually measure something. So um, in Snapchat, Pinterest, similar similar deal. Like a Twitter, like they they all in the same boat. Google has a slightly easier time with um, the erosion of attribution data, simply because Google has been operating in the fuzzy uh, environment, so to speak, uh, forever. Like Google could never completely be sure of who is clicking or scrolling because on Facebook, you're logged in with your username and password. So Google knows exactly who it is. I mean, Facebook knows exactly who it is. On Google, you it's open internet. So Google has to triangulate things, you know, use your IP address and and um, like device information, screen size and all this fingerprinting stuff, which also has become impossible on on Apple, and Apple is a big chunk of the traffic, like online traffic in the US, um, depending on the niche, it's anywhere from, like if we strictly talk in mobile traffic, like it's anywhere from 40 to 60% of the traffic, depending on which product, you, what kind of product you're selling. So that's right. a big chunk of traffic that basically went dark. So yeah, Absolutely. attribution is becoming more difficult, but <laughs> it still has its place and it's sure. gonna be with us for a very long time. I mean, everybody wants to know, right? Where is this lead coming from? Where is the sale coming from, right? I mean, that's uh, how do you how do you create a model or how do you create a business around that, but, right? Uh, uh, here's here's the thing. It's a question that is has always been very hard to answer. It's just that we fooled ourselves by the exactness of analytics of yesteryear. Um, it it created the appearance of clarity and. Uh, um, uh, simplicity, but let's say I, I, I've been married for a long time. Let's say I'm married, right? So my wife and I went on a bunch of dates. So think of marriage as a conversion. Think of dates as clicks, right? Here's, here's the attribution problem. Which date that we had like before we got married, which date was responsible for us getting married? Like, it's, it's the question that's impossible to answer, right? All of them. <laughs> exactly, right? But which one, like, how do you distribute the weight? Like, if, you, if there's one conversion, how do you distribute? Like, date number two was responsible for 15% of it or 73? Like, how do, how do you figure this out, right? That's what attribution deals with. And besides, how did we hook up in the first place? Like, where's that in the attribution stuff? Like, before we went on the first date, you know? Like how how did that happen? Where's the dark social component? Like did did her friend talk to my friend? You know, where's that stuff in the analytics? You're not gonna find it there. No. So attribution has always been a big problem. It's just that we're realizing today, like when the data is becoming less exact, and uh, and uh, the veneer of exactness and specificity and simplicity is being washed away. Like we're starting questioning the, you know, the extent of, um. The extent to which the application of attribution to marketing is, is is even valid, but you can you should always check your assumptions. Like whatever attribution says is going on, you have to have some checks and balances to validate what you're discovering through attribution. You have to validate it through other means as well. Yep, uh, no, that that absolutely makes sense, and it's become it's just getting more more challenging. So. 
besides the fact that uh, attribution is going to be more challenging in the future, what else do you predict for the future with all of these changes that are going on? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> or just AI. One, one prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's easy. Like AI. all this GPT craze is going on, and all this, uh, you know, generative AI with images and sound and videos, like that stuff is just mind-boggling. And I have no idea where it's going to take us. I, I'm not going to predict. I, I just, it's impossible to see. Like it's, uh, it's what they call an emergent property. Like who knows what our civilization is going to look like in a very short time. It's definitely going to change marketing in a very dramatic way very soon. It's already changing it. I mean, the closest metaphor that I can think of and, the, and probably the easiest one to see, so it's probably wrong, uh, but I'll, I'll mention it anyway, maybe it's helpful, is the introduction of a tractor to, to agriculture. Like back in the 1800s, you had 94% of, of the population, like early 1800s, like much of the population was involved in agriculture in some way, in some way, shape, or form. So, hundred fast forward hundred years, you have a tractor. So now you don't need, you know, two hundred to three hundred people to plow that field. You just need two: one driving the tractor, one working behind it. You know, maybe one more guy to know how to fix it. Who knows how to fix the tractor? Right? How to change the tire? How to change oil? You know, and fix the gearbox and the clutch. All this kind of stuff. So we essentially, as as digital media buyers, there's not going to be a need for as many of us. Like a very few of us are going to be able to do more with less. But uh, we will know. We will need to know. We will still need to know how to grow those carrots, figuratively speaking, and fix and learn how to fix the tractor. So we still need to know marketing. We still need to know psychology. Like all the foundational things of Ogilvy and, I don't know, uh, John Capels and Blood Hopkins, like all this foundational marketing stuff that we've learned, like it's still going to be relevant. Uh, but now we'll, we'll have to learn how to do the same thing with the assistance of the machine. So that's where it's going. What it's going to look like, I don't know, but there's going to okay. be some version of that. Yeah, so definitely changes in the future of work. Uh, I, I think there's always going to be jobs for strategists, but I don't know about the jobs for everyone else, right? It could also be very, with, you know, ChatGPT and all these machine learning and AI tools, who knows what's going they, They're getting very smart, yeah. It's very quickly, you can see the progress. Like early on, like it was easy to joke about how, you know, how it would not know how to do the basic math or how it would uh, hallucinate and just invent facts. And it still does it to some degree to some degree, but it's getting better very fast. And so yeah, I don't know what's going. Like there's a lot of people who are concerned. I think uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, AI could not have appeared at a better time. Like we are facing a major demographic crisis around the world. Like we we all learn how to make a bunch of things, uh, how to create wealth, um, and we seem to have forgotten how to make babies. You know, China is uh, going to run to brick wall, like demographically speaking, they're going to have a lot of old people and not a lot of people to work jobs. Uh, the US is actually looking much better than most countries. Canada is getting very old, everyone's getting very old. So, um, I mean, we need to jack up that productivity very in a big way, like this is 
this is timely. Like we need a tractor to plow those fields. I love that metaphor. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I guess maybe in six months we can have you back and see how how the changes have been going, or in a year and see if we're still uh, around as a civilization. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in, in a year we'll we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll have my bot talk to your bot, and that's going to be podcast. Absolutely, yes, that's how it's going to work. Well, thank you so much. This was a very insightful conversation. I love talking about, of course, digital marketing and analytics, right? And um, thank you for sharing your thoughts on. And attribution, because, you know, everybody wants attribution, but it's getting harder and harder to get there. So uh, last question is, how can our audiences get in touch with you or your company? Uh, sure. Yeah. Clickmakers.io. Uh, oh, my email is alex at clickmakers.io. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate all your uh, thoughts and your insights and your expertise. And yeah, let's chat again in a year. See, hopefully our, our uh, you know, we're still around and then the bots haven't taken totally. over. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for so having much. me. That was fun. Yeah.